You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast with me, Jason Hunt. The mission with this show is to discuss all things marketing, sales, and mindset. It's my hope for entrepreneurs like you to get the most from your efforts so that you can focus on what you do best. Let's go. You're listening to episode 143 of the Merged Marketing Podcast. And in today's episode, we're talking about how to close more leads through email. And my guest on today's episode is Luke Charlton. Luke is a client attraction specialist who works exclusively with coaches. He's helped over 1,000 coaches grow their businesses with paid ads and email marketing spanning 70 plus niches. Luke has a great resume, worked with a ton of well-known names in the advertising industry, and I really enjoyed this conversation with Luke today. He's got a very interesting strategy for nurturing that email list that you have and how to keep yourself not just top of mind, but position yourself as a known, like, and trusted source. And not just in the niche that you're in, but also on a personal level as well. He breaks in and shares his entire strategy on how he nurtures his email list and gets them to close more frequently. Without further ado, let's kick them my chat with Luke Charlton. You are listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast, and this is episode 143. We're going to be touching on advertising. We're going to be touching on closing tactics for the bottom of funnel, including some ways that you can leverage email in your ad campaigns. My guest today is Luke Charlton. And uh, Luke, I'm excited for today's chat. How about you? It very, I'm very, very excited. Oh, I'm always excited when I'm talking about, you know, ads and emailing and marketing. That's um, it's what I do. So always yeah. very excited. Prior to the conversation uh, here today, uh, off air, we're talking a little bit about uh, some of the tactics that uh, we deploy for ad campaigns. And I'm going to break into it today and then give you guys some value in terms of what you guys should be doing in terms of executing those campaigns to their full potential. Uh, but first and foremost, Luke, let's talk a bit about your journey as to where you were and where you've got to today. Yeah, so I started my coaching business back in 2013 and I, um, I moved to London because I thought London would be a great place to get clients because there's more people in London than where I was from in, in Canberra. Uh, and I, I failed miserably. I got one client in 12 months and um, I ended up getting a lot of debt, credit card debt, debt from family, and I had to move back. And I ended up living with my nan because she was the only one that would let me live with her rent free. And um, but it allowed me to kind of um, take a couple steps back and realize chasing all these bright, shiny objects, doing all these different marketing strategies, particularly like guru type funnels, complex funnels was like was not working. I needed to um, I wanted something simple and I knew I didn't want to do organic anymore because it was so, um, you know, it was, it was so time consuming. And so that's I just wanted I wanted to I don't want to do ads and I wanted to keep it simple. And so what I ended up doing was, um, uh, you know, just doing research, finding out who were the who were the kind of top advertisers around. And I landed, I don't know how I bought his course, this guy named Jason Hornung. Um, but his ad popped up one day and he had a testimonial from Frank Kern there. And I didn't even watch his webinar. I think it was retargeting it. I don't know why it was retargeting me because I didn't, I wasn't even in his funnel, but um, he had a testimonial from Frank Kern and I thought, well, if it's good enough for him, uh, good enough for Frank Kern, then it's good enough for me. So I just bought his course kind of sight unseen just from the sales letter. And anyway, um, a month or so later, Jason was hiring for his agency. Um, and I thought this would be a great opportunity to learn from him and him pay me for the privilege, right? Because I was I'd be working for him. And and so I applied and out of 50 people, um, I got the go uh, the got the gig. And 
that was my, the beginning of my advertising journey. I went from spending like 20 bucks a day on ads, totally failing in my own campaigns. And then working on these client campaigns, spending over $100,000 a month, like literally, over, like I mean, literally overnight, like $100,000 a month like that. Um, and so it was kind of like baptism by fire <clears throat> and learning what does and what doesn't work with ads. So I worked with Jason for a couple of years and then I left and now I run ads for a, um, a small handful of clients. Then I, I coach other people um, how to do it. Um, but that's kind of like a, a brief overview. Since then, I've spent $16 million on ads. I've helped clients generate over $50 million. Um, I've been fortunate enough to write uh, ad copy for like Bob Proctor and people like Mike Dillard and um, other amazing entrepreneurs. So, yeah, that is like a, a very brief overview of, of my story of where, where I've come from. So we can dive into any, any part of that or we'll move on if you want. Definitely. I mean, there's a few elements to, you know, the discussion of where we can go today. And, and you know, we, we're limited on time, so we can't talk about everything that we probably want to talk about. But one area of focus, I think, is definitely the, the bottom of funnel. Right. And and yep. I think one of the big questions um, that's on the minds, at least of, of people at our agency, is how do you determine a benchmark for a successful conversion rate? That's like a, a metric that tells you, um, you know, where something might be going wrong in your funnel or in your strategy for converting. But um, to answer your question, it's like it's, it's different for every market and every offer. So it's, it's like kind of like how, you know, how long is a piece of string? Um, the way that you want to approach it, though, is first of all, you, you want to look at the campaign of, and this is what a lot of people, they get stuck in the minutia and they, and they forget like what, it, if we're talking about advertising, right, what, is, what is the goal of an advertising campaign? It's to make your company profits, right? So you spend a dollar and you make back $2 or you make back $3, you make back $4. Um, so, the, so for the first question I'd be asking before we go into the conversion rate is, are your campaigns profitable, right? So what are you spending? and how much are you making back? Because if you're making back a five to one return, which is a pretty great return, um, generally in most contexts, uh, then does it matter what the conversion rate is? Like if the conversion rate is 0.1% um, or half a percent or whatever, um, then, then it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, it's, it's, it's when the, um, it's when you're not profitable, right? That's when you go, okay, where in my funnel is my conversion rates letting me down? And that, Unfortunately, is that comes from with a bit of experience, and you also have to drive traffic. Um, yeah, it comes from experience, basically, knowing the market, knowing your offer, knowing what it should convert at. Because again, like an offer converting, like if your your offer is, um, you know, let's say it's a five thousand dollar offer versus a ten dollar offer, they're going to have totally different conversion rates, right? Um, the ten dollar offer generally will convert a lot higher than the five thousand dollar offer, but the five thousand dollar offer might be more, you know, might only convert as I said half a percent, but um, it might be much more profitable. So it's, it's hard to kind of, you know, it, it, just give us general benchmark like that. It is, a, it, it is a difficult one to grasp because I think one of the elements that plays an impact on that is the platform that you're using to generate that lead, right? Yeah, that makes a difference too. The platform, yep. 100%, the journey that they're going on, the level of intent of that person. If there's someone well, look at this podcast, right? So someone coming from a podcast who's listened to an hour or half an hour long podcast, jumped on your list, is a totally different prospect than someone that's come from an ad that has no idea who you are. Like the ad um, that you have to warm that person up a, a lot more um, versus someone that's coming from a podcast. But the, but the difference from, from a podcast, you're not getting as many leads. It's not as scalable. So yes, there are benefits to the organic traffic, but it's usually not very scalable. So that's why we transitioned to 
to paid ads to scale. Um, so yeah. Next question uh, I got here is about, you know, some of the best methods from getting those leads, from being a lead from the middle funnel, which is that email nurture sequence that they might go through and then mm -hmm. converting them to a conversion. What are some of the best methods or tricks that you're seeing in terms of getting them through that nurture sequence to the point of them becoming a client? Yeah. So <laughs> mine, you know, I said, I, I came back from London and, um, I, cause I failed miserably and I was so tired of following all these kind of like hacks and tricks and I knew that wasn't working. And that's what really led me down the path of, um, I, I wanted, um, I wanted to find out like what kind of always worked. Right. And that led me to like the fundamentals and the fundamentals aren't necessarily like they're never the most exciting thing. And they're the thing that the people have, all, the people have usually already heard about, um, they're just not implementing. So to answer your question, to convert middle of funnel, it's just, you know, as a place to start is consistent email follow-up, right? And this is what people, they know that they should be doing because most prospects don't convert, you know, in the first couple of days, they most will convert, you know, three, six weeks, a month, two, three months later, right? So um, they take time to build the relationship. <clears throat> And, and also someone's not ready to buy right then. So they're just, just not the right time. So you've got to follow up. You've got to follow up consistently. So for me, what I say is start by sending, um, you know, regular emails. Now, personally, I send an email every single day. We can go into a bit about how I'm able to send. I send emails that people, these are marketing emails that have a pitch in every single email um, and the emails that people love to receive. Um, like I get emails all the time saying, hey, look, I love your marketing emails. Let's unpack, let's unpack yeah. this, Luke, because this is, this is one of those things, because I was very interested in the 15-minute email per day yeah. that, that, that you do. Yeah. Is this what you're alluding to here? Yes, yes. Okay. So when I like, we came back from London, I, I, the, the strategy that I, that I actually ended up implementing, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to focus on um, you know, building my list and emailing my list. I'm not going to do any of the complex funnels because I know that follow-up works. That's one of these boring fundamentals that no one does, but everyone knows it's important. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to build my list and email my list. Um, but I found it very quickly um, that my emails weren't working, right? Because I wasn't generating, I could generate leads, but I wasn't generating appointments. But what I was doing, which was very, very frustrating, is that I was spending like, you know, hours on these emails every single week. And I wasn't doing daily then. I was only just doing a couple of emails a week, two to three emails a week. But I was spending hours on them and sending my list great, great content. And I was frustrated because I was spending so much time and I was delivering so much value and they weren't generating any appointments, right? Um, and, and what I saw in my email list is people would kind of enjoy the emails for a couple of weeks, like the open rates would be kind of pretty high and then they would just kind of dip, right? Because people get tired of all this teaching all the time. They get so much content thrown at them that it gets kind of quite boring very, very quickly. And I, and I wanted to figure out why that was and what I, what I could do to actually send emails that people would like to read and they would also buy from. And so the question I asked myself was, okay, well, if they're not paying attention to my emails, what are they actually paying attention to? And that's pretty obvious, right? If you go to look at, you know, how much time people are spending on social media, on Netflix, uh, you know, YouTube, watching movies, like they're spending just Netflix, I think is like a couple of hours a day. Uh, that doesn't mean, you know, social media. And so what are these, uh, ask myself, what are these platforms doing that I'm not? The social medias, the um, Hollywood, the streaming um, platforms. Obviously they're making their content entertaining. Mine is not. 
So I thought, okay, I, I need to lead with entertainment. I need to start sending emails that my list gets entertainment from in the first instance, because if they're not entertaining, they're not going to continue to open up uh, these emails. And so, um, you know, because I'm, <laughs> I'm like a hermit that just lives, I just, I don't go out much. I don't have like a particularly exciting life, um, you know, and so how do I create entertaining emails if I'm not like naturally a comedian or I don't have this amazing adventurous life? So all I started doing um, was telling stories and these started off with personal stories, right? And these stories came from all facets of my life, like funny dating stories. Um, uh, you know, now I tell stories about, you know, my kids, if there's a funny story um, from my kids, but they came from like school experiences. They came from experiences with clients. And then once those stories started to kind of get thin, then I went to client case study stories. And then from there, I started looking outside my own life to get stories from uh, for my emails. And, you know, there are literally thousands of like thousands of stories right now at your fingertips. All you do is just log onto your computer and go searching. So a great example is like news websites. The other day there was a, a girl who um, <laughs> I logged onto this news website, just a generic mainstream uh, news website here. And the headline was, um, the headline was, a uh, girl gets like put in hospital because she was afraid of farting in front of her boyfriend. This is like a mainstream, like proper news. <laughs> so that was like the one of the main headlines. And I laughed initially. I thought, oh, that's a funny email. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna write about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell this story. Now this girl was put in hospital because she didn't want to fight in front of her, in front of her boyfriend. Now I didn't know how at that stage I was going to relate it to my topic, and that's that's the thing, right? These stories you don't have to. These stories can come from anywhere. Like you don't, they don't. You don't have to. Um, like okay, let me take a couple of steps back. Every story, um, I would say ninety nine percent of stories, you will be able to get some type of lesson from them. So that that girl fart, you know, went, who went to hospital because she. I'd be want to fart in front of a boyfriend. I derived, I got a marketing lesson from that, right? But I could, you know, if I was a dating expert, there would be a dating lesson in there. If I was a weight loss expert, there would be a weight loss lesson in there, right? Um, so the point is, any story can be tied in with your particular topic, right? So that's all I do. I just grab a story from somewhere. Sometimes it's my life. Sometimes it's in this article. Some, like I watch a lot of YouTube videos about um, uh, investing. So I, I get a lot of my ideas from, from the content that I'm already consuming, right? So that's right. So you don't have to, generally, you don't really have to go searching. You just look at, okay, what am I already consuming? I'm just going to use that as my stories. It's pretty straightforward. Um, so that's it. I just grab a story. And then the next part is the lesson, right? So we lead with, we lead with entertainment. That's what gets people wanting to read your emails and enjoying your emails because they're entertaining in the first instance. Then we go into the lesson. What's the lesson? Again, sometimes you have to have a little bit of, sometimes it's really obvious. Sometimes you have to have a think about it. So you have a think about it. What's the lesson? Okay, and then you and then you go into the close. So story lesson close. Um, if you if you, if you just, just jump on my email list, you'll see me do this basically every single day. Pretty much every day, my that's the structure of my email: story, lesson, close. And once you see me do it, you'll see how it's done. You'll be able to model that. Can can we grab that one example, Luke? Because I think it's a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so you talked about the girl that's afraid. Let's see if I can hard. find it. The girl that's afraid to fart in front of her boyfriend and has to go to the hospital. So there, um, the subject line is farting in front of your client for the first time. Continually seeing headlines like this doesn't fill the Aussie hermit with much hope for humanity's future. Woman hospitalized for refusing to fart in front of her boyfriend. 
Maybe even worse was that this was one of the headline articles, higher than the ones about the Ukraine war. Sad. On the flip side, it does bring up an interesting topic I've always found quite funny. That being, when is the right time to fight in front of your partner for the first time? Obviously, you don't want it to obviously you don't want to let it rip on the first date. Could you imagine? You shake hands, you give him or her a kiss on the cheek, you sit down at your table and out flies a rip-roaring bottom burp. They'd immediately get up and walk out in complete shock. And so would you if they did the same. On the other hand, you also don't want to wait years before you float an air biscuit in front of your significant other. Imagine constantly dodging them when you need to go to the toilet, running out of rooms with no explanation, painfully holding it in during movies when you're cuddling up, or worse, holding it into the uh, to the point you become hospitalized. That's no way to live, I say. So when is the right time? The Aussie Herman has no idea. But what I do know is that we coaches suffer from a very similar situation. No, it has nothing to do with letting out a one-cheek squeak in front of your clients. You've got Zoom's mute button for those occasions. What I mean is, we coaches have a similar problem when it comes to upselling or cross-selling our current clients. When is the best time to present your offer, uh, your next offer to them? For example, when someone becomes a client, you typically don't want to try and immediately sell them into another high-end program. That's akin to farting on the first date. On the other hand, you don't want to completely avoid it either. Your back end, the puns never end, is where you make the most profits. Therefore, not offering your clients more premium programs that can help is a good way to put your business in hospital. So when is the right time to offer your existing clients the opportunity to buy one of your other programs? Personally, the Aussie Hermit likes to live by one principle. The offer has to come naturally, come out naturally, so to speak, meaning that next offer has to be presented in a way that's natural to each individual in your current program. Some people want more help sooner than others, and they'll let you know about that uh, about it earlier in the program. Therefore, when they do, that would be a good time to jump on the call and talk to them about what you've got. However, others won't be ready until right at the very end of your program. They'll finish up and typically say, how can, um, how can I get more support from you? That's a great time again to get on the phone with them. And there are more, then there are a majority that won't mention that they're looking for help at all. So what do you, so how do you upsell them? Well, there are many ways of which I discuss in my 15 minute client program. However, probably the best, most straightforward thing to do is simply to ask. When you get to the end of your program, simply ask um, in an email or in your, in your final coaching session. Um, for example, hey name, now that we're at the end of our program, let me ask, what would you like to continue getting coaching support? More than happy to have a uh, quick chat to discuss. Then if they say yes, You've got an easy way to get on the phone and um, tell them about your other programs without being salesy. That being said, I know this email had a lot of fart puns and for that, the Aussie Hermit does not apologize one bit. It simply had to be done. The good news is my 15 minute client program is devoid of any fart puns at all. Instead, it's a pure fire hose of step-by-step -step advice that teaches you my complete system on how to attract high paying clients by sending this one email every day. That sounds like something that you think you need. Put your name on the wait list here. All right. That's uh, that's actually quite a bit. That's longer than what I typically write, but yeah, that's, that's the email. So you can see the story and less in the close. I love it. I, I thought that I thought that was awesome, and thanks for sharing that. That you know, the, it's it's the story, the lesson, the offer, right? Mm. Story, lesson, offer. When I so when I read that that um that story, I had no idea how I was going to tie it in, and I actually that usually I'm pretty quick to tie it in, but I had to actually have a think about that one, um, and and that's sometimes that's what happens, especially in the beginning when you've get used to this system um but i bet i 
I bet that gets so much easier over time as well with practice. It does, right? it does. It's making that connection. Yeah. It's making yeah. that connection, which as marketers, we're constantly doing, right? Yep. Or we're trying to make connections with the memes that are relevant at a given time with anything that's kind of relevant. And you want to be kind of ahead of the curve in terms of those trends as well. And, and I think yep. that's I think that's brilliant. And it's it's brilliant how you put pack it into those kind of that structure of three because it makes it very easy to digest and consume for your readership. For your subscribers yeah. right when they know that same format is coming at them every single time yeah exactly right exactly right but again the most important thing is just yeah entertainment um just yeah leading with entertainment if you if you give people what they want which is that's why they're on social media that's why they're watching netflix if you give them what they want which is entertainment um you know they'll keep coming coming back for more i love that the entertainment aspect of it it's, it's actually it's like it's kind of like a it's a way to pitch them every day without them being annoyed is really what it, what it is. It's where they actually want more. You know? And it cuts cool. yourself through all of the noise that's happening in the newsfeed on a daily basis right. through their social media. Exactly. It's a lot of noise. Because no, very... no one else is like doing this in terms of um, a lot of, you know, some savvy marketers are, mm -hmm. um, but most aren't. They're just sending like straight, either straight pitches. They're like a big guru. They just kind of just burn their list or they're just sending straight content. Um, and that also kind of burns your list out as well. So I, I think that is the best way to market to a nurtured lead because it's adding that personalized aspect to it, you know, being, making yourself vulnerable, telling, sharing these personal yeah. stories and it helps build that credibility with the audience. Right. It does. And that, and so coming back to your question, like what, what's the best way to convert that middle of the funnel? <clears throat> Start there. Start by just sending consistent emails. Ideally. You want to send them every day. Like if you follow this strategy, you want to send them every day because I have a really simple formula. It goes like this: the more you email, the more money you make. Okay, so the, you see, people ask, should I send it on the weekend? I'm like, well, if you don't like making money, don't send an email on Saturday and Sunday. But if you like making money, if you like getting more clients, you want to grow your business, send an email on the Saturday and Sunday. And when you get into the habit of it, it doesn't it doesn't take that long. And you know, once you've done it, got like you know, say you know, a few couple hundred emails. Then you just put it in a gigantic autoresponder. Now you don't have to do this for the rest of your life. Um, do it for like 12 months and you've got like this massive asset, a client generating asset that was just gonna convert all of your all of your leads for whatever the next decade or so. Um, yeah. Who's doing your social media? Is anybody doing your social media? Why aren't we doing your social media? Since 2016, my agency has been managing communities, creating content, and managing our clients' social media platforms to keep them top of mind with their customers along with their prospects. Social media is probably somewhere on your priority list as a busy business owner, but it's never going to be near the top. For us at Merged Media, we ensure your social media is at the top of our list, making sure you're staying top of mind with those clients and prospects. If you want a creative and professional agency working on your social media, then go on over to merged.ca and book a call today. That's M-E-R-G-E-D.ca. So, so you are, so you're still serving your audience with a mail every single day, or is it when some the day from the moment somebody opts in, are they going through this short nurture sequence of emails first before the long nurture? Or, or no, not? they just go straight into the daily email list. The um, I have like so they go into the daily emails, and then they there, there is one other like 10 day sequence that I give them. Um, it's called, a, it's basically, it's a, it's a, my, my top 10 uh, countdown of, of bad guru advice. So it's just, it's just 10 videos where in each video I explain like a piece of guru advice that is bad and why it's detrimental to their business and what they need to do instead. So one of those, for example, is 
um, you know, a lot of gurus say that you should be uh, split testing. Um, and they, you know, split testing in terms of like, you know, test the button color, to, you know, to try, you know, test all these little different things. And that uh, that is a, it's a thing that I think it bogs, you know, coaches down because like a 1% change in your, in, your, in your page is not going to make much of a difference in the long run. So they, coaches and experts spend a lot of time doing all these little tricks and hacks when they need to be spending more time on the things that are going to make the, that have the most leverage. For example, just sending an email every day, like start being consistent with your follow-up before you worry about all the split testing and all this stuff. Now there's, there is a time and place for split testing. Um, uh, but you know, once you've got something converting within your KPIs within your numbers, then you don't, there's other parts of your business that you should be worrying about before you do a little kind of minutia type stuff. So that's, that's, that's an example. And I have like 10 of those videos. Um, and it kind of just, it just educates people on my philosophies and my way of helping them get clients. Yeah. Awesome. You know, I, I think Luke, we definitely have to have you back, talk more to talk, more, to, yeah. to talk more about the top of funnel. Cause we've definitely touched cool. and, and stretched at the bottom of funnel today. And, and I thank you for your time. And if our audience has any questions for you, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Uh, yeah. So just go to uh, probably the best thing to do is jump on my list and you can just see how the emails um, work. So just go to, uh, actually, I've got a free guide you can, you can grab. It's called the the nine email offers that get clients for free. Just go to um, nineemailoffers.com. So that's the number nine uh, emailoffers.com and you'll get that free guide. It has email, nine email offers you can send up to your list to get more clients or it works for sales as well if you're selling a product. Uh, and then uh, just read the emails. And then if you want help with your business, whether it's with running ads, I run ads for a small handful of clients or um, getting more results with email, then yeah, just reach out from there. For all those show notes, just go over to merged.ca slash podcast slash 143. And Luke, we end every episode with the same question. That question's this. If you could choose one person, dead or alive, to represent your brand, who would it be <laughs> and why? Oh my gosh. Jesus. <laughs> How could you not choose Jesus? <laughs> wouldn't that be the best? I mean, really, wouldn't that be like, you know, whether you're religious or not, Right. Imagine you had Jesus as, as like as your head, as your like he, everyone. How could you not be trustful? Like our 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 um uh, our business is all about trust, right? Building no like and trust. Well, if Jesus is the face of your company, isn't that instant trust right there? Like if Jesus is representing your company, so I would go with Jesus. It's pretty awesome. easy. Answer. That you you know what? Surprisingly, out of 143 episodes, you're the first to name Jesus. Oh really? A lot of Steve Jobs, a lot of Oprah Winfrey. A lot of Muhammad Ali, but no Jesus. Cool. I think Jesus would be the best. I think he'd sell a lot more than all those guys. <laughs> Luke, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast. I truly appreciate it and would love it if you went over to your podcast platform and gave us a subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, if you think the Merged Marketing Podcast is a good fit for somebody else, like your business partner or your spouse, just go on over and give this episode a share. I'd love it if you would share the wealth of knowledge and value that I'm bringing to you and share it to other people. That would be amazing. Again, thank you so much for listening. Don't set up for good. Be great. We'll see you soon.